it, it, Are you forcing the segue on me? I'm, I'm, I was going to give it to you. the segue. You're, oh, I, I was about segway. to do the segue. Don't steal. Was, don't segue, steal. <laughs> Let me transition. Welcome to the AI Business Podcast. This is episode 16, where you will find all the latest and newest things about AI and business. It's an emotional day. This is January 20th, so that I'm, I'm a little disoriented. But my guest, not my guest, you guys are co-hosts. Co-host. Co-guest. <laughs> Joining me as always, the global editor, the man who doesn't care about American politics, Max Mollett. <laughs> I just want to see the world burn. Yes. And as always, the deputy editor, that's still his title, right? They haven't fired me yet, and they can't because I have all the dirt. I'm still here. Okay, so we kind of watched the inaugural together? Yeah, it's just just, just freshly, freshly happened. We're all pumped up. Right, so this is the news that came out in the morning. Like I got a little, I got a little buzz, which is just wasn't expecting to see Steve Nannan's face on my first thing I wake <laughs> up in the morning. That came up, I was like, okay, he's pardoned, which people were anticipating. There's no surprise there, and along with others, which we'll get to in a second. But the idea is, those who are pardoned have to admit that you committed those crimes. They basically have to plead guilty to those charges. So these people are absolutely definitely bastards but 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 they got off scot-free bannon is of no interest to ai business because he is has not developed any ai technologies but there was another name on that list not yet that that we're actually interested in um and the name is anthony Lewandowski, and uh we have covered the story before but uh, uh sebastian let's remember what he did why was Lewandowski in prison First off, let, let's not. This guy is a, is a proper. He, he's a good researcher. He's an important figure in the history of self-driving computing. So one of the biggest things in self-driving computing was the DARPA 2004 challenge, and he built a, a motorcycle that could self-drive all the way back in 2004. Incredible thing. So he gets hired by the early days of Google self-driving car project, becomes Waymo, all going well, and then one day he decides to leave and take 14,000 company files with him on his personal uh, laptop. Oof. So he creates his own company called Otto in January 2016. And suspiciously, it's immediately acquired by Uber for $680 million, despite not having developed anything of note. So the next year, Google and Waymo are like, wait, what? This guy downloaded all our stuff. Now he's our competitor. This seems suspicious. So they start a court case. Uh, the, the judge finds tons, 9.7 gigabytes of Waymo's highly confidential files and trade secrets, blueprints, everything you could think of, says, okay, stop, stop working, stop doing this LiDAR stuff. Anyway, Uber CEO, he steps down later, completely unrelated. But for, for Lewandowski, they find, yes, he's guilty. Yes, you're going to prison. Yes, you committed crime. How many days has he spent in prison so far, Max? Uh, none. He, he was convicted in May, but it was decided that being a white-collar criminal, he will not enter custody until the COVID-19 pandemic has abated. And this obviously hasn't happened yet. So even though he was convicted, he will not see any prison time at all. And of course, it helps for him to have some powerful friends. Yeah, he has some really powerful friends and friends of the uh, the podcast for, for long-time listening. <laughs> uh, our long true love, Peter Thiel. Uh, Trump backer, although he didn't back him so much this time around. Uh, Facebook board member, Palantir guy, uh, you know, all uh, PayPal, around. lest we forget. Elon Musk's girlfriend. Yeah, Elon Musk's BFF. So he was uh, listed on the people that called for 
uh, Lewandowski to be pardoned. Also on the list, Palmer Lucky, who is the founder and CEO of Anduril, which Peter Thiel is an investor in. Also Trey Stevens, which, who is part of the Founders Fund, which is a venture capital firm by Thiel, and also Anduril co-founder. Then you've got Blake Masters, which is Thiel Capital, a different Thiel investment arms, COO, and James Proud, the Thiel Fellow, which are people paid by Peter Thiel to not go to university. So, so basically all their names are meaningless. It's just Peter Thiel wanted this. Um, okay, so five five people directly kind of like who are either Peter Thiel or directly kind of reporting to Peter Thiel. Yeah, it's it's a benefit of being a billionaire is that when you want someone out of prison, you can get them out of prison. Why exactly uh, is not entirely clear. Um, because he's a brilliant engineer it's one of the justifications like literally oh he's a good kid who did a bad thing but he was tempted by money and this is this is actually like the prior judge i also said that so he was always being seen as a sort of like almost a victim of circumstance which is like i don't know kind of strange when this guy like made people waste at least 680 million dollars well i think the other possible motive is peter till has long hated google and has been very very public about his hate of google um so so this is the one with sticking it in their eye uh it, it, it's also interesting because Lewandowski has another interesting side project max <laughs> yes yes the church of ai and, and and you know like this is something we should actually support but um yeah not this church not not, not this time um yeah, but the church ai yes what has been founded and registered with uh inland revenue services so you know it's a real thing there's a couple of uh sort of uh fan twitter accounts there has been a website the website has unfortunately disappeared but not before internet archive made a copy and this is how we know what the beliefs of the church of ai are so yes and these guys are focused on on the worship of a of a godhead based on artificial intelligence tech basically hardware software and um, they are saying you know like we've expanded rights to you know women kind of like minorities and uh, animals and this is an actual quote why why don't we do the same thing for software uh because software is not sentient um so so this religion is called way of the future if you guys want to join um we're not entirely sure if it's still running Lewandowski is the dean and the CEO of it. The most importantly, because because a lot of people think when we want to create actual sort of like artificial sentience, it will for some reason want to kill us. But these guys, they 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 think that actually, if if we do create artificial general intelligence, it will look at us as a sort of like elderly senile parent, and it and it will do this with respect and admiration rather than you know just trying <laughs> to kill us all. I don't, it, it's either going to kill us or, or it's not. I don't think whether we worship it is going to have any difference on that, but I guess it helps pass the time. Uh, I also want people that have been praying to Peter Thiel, who are sad that now his man in the High Castle is out of power and are worried that Peter Thiel won't have as many ways of controlling believers of, of America. Luckily, Joe Biden has recently picked Avril Haines as Director of National Intelligence, and she worked for Palantir for uh, for a while on uh, unspecified tasks and consulting uh, duties. And there are several other Palantir people who have kept their jobs and others that are, I'm sure, vying for more positions. So don't worry, uh, our boy is still in charge. So Mr. Teal, or should I call you Peter? If you're listening, I know you are. Come on to this podcast. We, we do a drinking game every time we men- mention your name and we <laughs> take a quick shot. I don't know what Max is drinking, but we spend a lot of time, you know, digesting and decoding what you're doing. So it's a little sad that you've gone a little quiet. So you should totally come on this podcast. We would love to talk to you because you're, you know, for, for what it's worth, important for AI. <laughs> you're you're planning on innovating 
uh, taking us into the future. Oh, God. Kicking and screaming, dragging us into the future. Right. <laughs> Forcing us, dragging us into the Church of AI. <laughs> and while we're not having Peter Thiel right now, uh, Max did speak to somebody who's very interesting and have offered some insight in the field of medical equipment. That's right. Stay tuned for our interview with Steve Griffith, Industry Director for Transportation Systems and Cybersecurity at NEMA, the National Electrical Manufacturers Association of America. This is a sponsored part of the podcast. It'll come to you right after this break. And now it's time to talk about artificial intelligence in industrial equipment with our special guest, Steve Griffith, Industrial Director for Transportation Systems and Cybersecurity at NEMA, the National Electrical Manufacturers Association of America. Hello, Steve. Lovely to have you with us. Thanks, Max. Happy to be participating. Yes. And first of all, who is NEMA and why is NEMA interested in AI? Good question. Uh, NEMA is an industry association of about 325 electrical equipment and medical imaging manufacturers that make safe, reliable, and efficient products and systems. Uh, our combined industries account for 370,000 plus American jobs in more than 6,100 facilities covered every state. Our industries produce 124 billion in shipments and 42 billion in exports of electrical equipment and medical imaging technologies per year. Um, AI is, is what we call a strategic initiative that applies across all our member companies, whether you're talking industrial products, uh, buildings, transportation, utility, uh, medical imaging. It's helping to help our, our companies innovate, improve efficiencies, better serve their customers and partners. Over the course of the last year, uh, NEMA has worked with Omdia to actually develop a white paper entitled AI in the electrical industry and medical imaging sectors. The paper talks about market trends, horizontal and vertical use case applications, uh, analysis, recommendations, and future activities that our association can undertake. And uh, yes, and the white paper is available to download from both AI Business and NEMA websites, so we, we should make that clear. Um, so um, what are some of the general benefits AI can bring manufacturers? Some of the, the general benefits that nearly any manufacturer or industrial company can reap with AI Quality assurance, which is one that jumps out. You know, manufacturers can more easily modify processes at a granular level, thereby resulting in efficiency gains, improvements in quality, and a reduction of waste materials. Safety, you know, video surveillance in manufacturing environments can be enhanced by the inclusion of AI. Typically, video surveillance is used to restrict access to certain areas, prevent theft or fraud, uh, ensure employee compliance with the uh, work rules or safety regulations and provide visibility into the manufacturing process. Efficiency. Systems can identify patterns in the data generated by machine logs, system logs, and data from a larger production ecosystem, identify inefficiencies or, or problems, and then apply an optimal solution based on historical data patterns or simulations. And then finally, marketing and sales. You know, AI can provide a more detailed and granular analysis of engagements, activities, and purchasing. Such an analysis enables a, a more one-to-one relationships with each customer, 
as well as enhanced automation of interactions and responses. And uh, yes, so as you mentioned, you, you have just finished work on a research project in collaboration with Omdi and the 32-page document which outlines the role AI is playing in electro-industry and medical in- imaging sectors. So what are some of the key AI mar- market trends referenced in this research p- paper that people perhaps wouldn't think about instantly when they think about AI and manufacturing? Yeah, uh, I think as, as far as manufacturing, um, we're seeing a, a, a shift towards uh, cloud-based analytics and machine learning, both in the public and private cloud, as well as uh, the use of hybrid environments, which you know are a combination of on-premise or in the cloud. Particularly relevant when you're talking about data security, privacy, confidentiality, uh, that's where you're seeing the hybrid. Uh, we're seeing a lot of in- innovation occurring amongst the top tier, you know, platforms, you know, Oracle and Microsoft and Amazon. Um, those are the uh, kind of the, uh, the platform organizations that are leading. A lot of our members are, are, are adopting those platforms uh, while recognizing the market is, is continuing to mature and companies within and outside of the manufacturing sector are increasingly viewing AI and intelligent tools as must-haves to ensure their businesses remain efficient, profitable, and, and competitive. Can you describe some of the AI use cases and applications that are already being utilized by industrial organizations? Yes. So how are organizations already obtaining value? Yeah, yeah, and, and there, there's several. There's, 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 there's both horizontal, the ones that kind of apply across all of the, uh, the, 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 the manufacturing sectors within NEMA, and then there are vertical, which are, which are unique. So a horizontal one, supply chain optimization, for example, that's where you're using you know, intelligent robotic sorting, uh, high-speed sorting of letters, parcels, and, and shipments uh, achieved by applying machine learning to train the machines to sort using constraints like size, weight, or other criteria beyond, beyond hard-coded identifiers like barcodes. Uh, AI-powered visual inspection. Instead of relying on humans, automated cameras can take photos of cargo, comparing the photos with the idealized versions of the product, and then identifying damage and taking the appropriate corrective action. Um, Supplier data management. You know, machine learning can be used to analyze supplier data, like on-time, in-full delivery performance, audits, evaluations, and credit scoring, providing information for manufacturers to use in future decisions regarding their suppliers. A lot of applicably across manufacturing that, that we're seeing AI, and I think that it will continue uh, to become more and more prevalent in, 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 in the months and years ahead. You know, like it's ca- kind of hard to focus in this industry because just so much going on and it's just like, it, it, there's no industry untouched by this. Um, so, yes, so you've, you've published a white paper. How are you going to develop this topic further? Now, now that it has been published, do, do you have any future activities planned around artificial intelligence? Um, and, and we, we kind of touch on some activities um, that we can move forward in, in NEMA, and we're kind of continuing this, this, this activity in 2021. Um, the, the, there's, there's a lot of activities we can do. We can, we can create an association database that can test new use cases or approaches that can dilute the initial risk of vetting those use cases. While much of the company-specific work will be undertaken within our member organizations, but the underlying work, understanding around, you know, what, what data is needed, how it should be captured and how it can be applied to a specific process or industry group can be kind of undertaken by a broad consortium of companies like within our, our organization. Um, we can partner with research institutions, right? There are a lot of research institutions looking at AI to, to build a direct link between future AI talent and the, the manufacturing industry. 
um, industry leader thought opinion pieces we could publish that with a focus on the benefits um, for each stakeholder. This could be useful when you're trying to demonstrate the commitment to fairness and safety that maybe is often sought by regulators. Um, joining with other government or industry groups to, to ensure that regulators and legislators fully understand the needs and challenges faced by manufacturers <clears throat> that are deploying AI. I know, you know, NIST has come up with some AI guidelines. So we want to make sure that any regulations uh, can be can be understood by the industry, right? But because we're also a, a standards development organization, there's a lot of standards opportunities, you know, specific uh, manufacturing related data sharing standards related to customer information, uh, data capture regulations related to the capture, storage, and transmission of customer data, such as consumable consumption data or specific data use regulations for algorithms that are accessed or, or used via two or more entities like, you know, the manufacturer and the distributor. So there's a lot of <clears throat> activities, possibilities um, for, for AI within NEMA, which we will continue to, to, to push forward in, in 2021. How can people contact NEMA, find out more about membership structure, for example? Yeah, um, just uh, NEMA.org. You should be able to find that pretty intuitive website. And to, to, to reach out to me directly, it's uh, my email is steve.griffith at NEMA.org. I'm happy to, to chat more about NEMA, what we're doing in AI, and how you could join. Well, uh, thank you for your time, Steve, and good luck in your work. Thank you. And now we will continue talking about executives. So we talked a little bit about Peter Thiel at the very start, but now it's turn to talk about Pat Gelsinger, who has been crowned as the new CEO of Intel, the world's most powerful chip company. And this is what makes it very, very important. Now, um, Pat Gelsinger is notable for the fact that he's not just a business leader, but he's a Christian business leader, Mormon to be exact, and, 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 and the safest pair of hands for Intel you can imagine. You know, like he started working there in 1983 and, and then and then had a stellar career going all over the place. Uh, more, most recently at VMware, you know, like he spent, what, about seven years there? You know, like developed the company. Obviously, uh, VMware has done fantastically well in uh, in, in uh, during the cloud revolution. You know, like he reinvented the company because it was supposed to go down with, with, with the kind of in-house data centers. Uh, reinvented it as a cloud company and now um, it's doing really, really well. Time for Intel. Uh, so... What do we expect? Uh, so it's very enjoyable to see someone that actually has worked on chips work at a chip company. Uh, you know, as I've talked about previously, I, I like to sneak around Intel campuses and I've talked to them before. And the guy, Bob Swan, who was there previously, they did not like because he was the CFO and he had no idea about technology. He was brought in because the CEO before that, Brian Krasanich, had a, an, a let's say, a, a dalliance with an employee uh -huh. and had to step down. Uh, for for that reason, although you know insiders may suggest that that was an excuse to kick him out because lots of Intel senior executives may have dalliances. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are terrible rumors going around about Intel. It will, we will not repeat them, but you you have to know that the rumors are are there. They exist. there. Um, but so so Bob Swan takes over from Krasanich. Companies are already on a decline. Manufacturing is struggling, as we've again talked about previously. He does not arrest a decline. He accelerates it, uh, and then now we have a new man. It, it will be a real illustration of whether 
leadership can can actually change things or it's if it's an employee-led issue um mm. because this is a huge corporation with tons of business arms tons of momentum and inertia can a person change it the emotional feel and the outpouring of support we've seen just from intel employees alone should prove de- uh, you know ha- uh, have dividends because it's, it's they're excited and they they want to go to work the next day because they have a vision and they want to actually make chips that don't suck yeah speaking of management style and his personal belief because max mentioned he's a Mormon, which I don't know if it constitutes as Christian, but I think the reason you mention it, because we would never mention somebody's religious belief other than the fact that he kind of wrote a book about it and he <laughs> kind of engraved, he ingrained those ideas into his belief, he, well, I guess belief system into his idea or the other way around the religion, his religious belief into his management style. So I personally are not familiar with the book. I would not read a book with a person juggling anything in the cover. They're not juggling on the cover. The, the book is called The Juggling Act and they're spinning plates on the cover. So, no, so they're doing the juggling act on the cover itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's very deep. So can somebody explain to me why his belief matters and, and how will we see that manifested, if ever, in his new... Uh, journey i'm talking about what he believes in and how that would translate into his uh management style and how he will lead his new team well 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 he he has written about this extensively but i think i think in, in in a modern kind of corporate culture where ceos are celebrities you know like people need usbs people need selling points and and and, and you know pat galsinger has found his certainly i think we we need to move on from an era where ceos regurgitate lines and ingest other lines into one where you have someone that you know actually worked on product he, he was intel's right. first cto the first cto i mean that and then he worked at cloud company at a time where the majority of intel's chips are going to end up in cloud computing data centers you know if anyone could do it it's this guy whether he can do it is, is something we will be tracking over the course of of many many uh, episodes i'm sure one one of the decisions that was made in in the waning hours of the bob swan swan song um was to shift to tsmc Max. Yes, yes, yes. So, for, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so. Obviously, like Gelsinger is the headline news, but like another in, in announcement from Intel is actually much more important to the to, to the history and the future of the company. And which is like for 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 the first time in its history, Intel is outsourcing its chip production, uh, like like in 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 a major capacity. I mean, obviously, like it did this before, but this uh, it will work with Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, uh, which will be uh, printing its chips on a seven millimeter process, and I believe it it involves the GPU use at the moment yeah. but they might expand expand the partnership in the future and intel owns fabs intel intel's entire business was about keeping the entire chip supply chain in-house so this is a historic shift uh and 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 and, and yeah it remains to be seen what this will mean for intel's roadmap for example but because because it could accelerate but there could also be issues um related to outsourcing that 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 just weren't there before okay so, so the big question essentially is is this a temporary stopgap while they sort out their manufacturing issues or is this the future? The positive is it's cheaper. You don't have to stress about it. Everyone is paying TSMC to be very good at this. They are very good at this. The con is it's the same reason why Apple has tried to make as much of their own supply chain as possible. If you are good at handling your own supply chain, you can do stuff no one else can. And Intel used to be able to do that. So they used to be able to make chips. No one else could do it. Whereas if TSMC can do it, then AMD can buy the same thing, NVIDIA can buy the same thing. So the con is you just dilute your product and and offer very similar stuff to everyone else. The problem is we don't have any proof that Intel can get back to be able to make stuff that no one else can make. 
Yeah, it's also interesting because coming from a perspective like TSMC always has a special place in my heart because I'm from Taiwan and mm. their strategy a long time ago was always to not compete with Intel. They've gone full circle almost. Mm. They, they've been avoiding Intel all these years at, a, at the infancy of the company. And now it's kind of, I don't know, ironic? They, they have worked together on, on non-core Intel products, but their, their crown jewels, their CPUs and their, now, now their GPUs, those have been their thing. And they've never let anyone touch that. And and to open that up is is a sea change. Yes, yes, yes. But it it, it hasn't had happened suddenly. So, so chip manufacturing market has been consolidating, and uh, it has been commoditized. Right. This is, I guess, what we're what we're finally seeing. That yeah, yeah. People 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 start to just com, com, compete on design purely and not manufacturing anymore. <laughs> Yeah, in- Intel would love it if TSMC doesn't exist, but it does, and now they have to use it. <laughs> Try again. Yeah. When we're not online Googling uh, Annabelle Yao and her music video, where can people find you, Max? <laughs> Anna Yao, if you're listening, I'm an eligible bachelor. Um, <clears throat> you can find me on aibusiness.com and also on Twitter under Max Smolax. Oh, yeah. And Seb, when you're not waiting for Max to leave his meeting, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Seb Moss. You can find my latest blockbuster feature with the creator of 8chan about deplatforming, dates, and dynamics. And you can find me running away from Max just on the streets of London. Um, and you can find me at Tian Chifu. Um, sometimes on Twitter, just mostly looking at Seb's tweet and just enjoying <laughs> them. And often on Instagram and sometimes on AI Business, creating another top five video. So if you have an idea of any podcast or top five video or anything you want to cover, write us at Max Smolax at AI Business. New president, new podcast. You know, what more could you guys want? Huh? <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.